Hello, welcome to another installment of the Central American Group's podcast, in which experts discuss topics related to doing business in Costa Rica, El Salvador, and the rest of the region. Hello, welcome to everybody that's listening to this podcast. Uh, today we have us. Uh, his name is David Hard. David is with a company called Brisk Heat that is out of Columbus, Ohio. And David has an interesting story to tell us this morning. He went through the process of, well, he's the manufacturing project manager for a company called Brisk Heat. And he just went through the process of starting up Costa Rica. But without saying more, I'll let David introduce himself and say a little bit about Brisk Heat. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so I'm David Hard. I've been with Brisk Heat about six years now. I've been tasked the excellent opportunity of starting operations here in Costa Rica. Um, so one thing that's really unique about Brisk Heat is we've been around for about 75 years, and we make a very unique product. Uh, we make industrial heating for a variety of different industries, but a lot of semiconductor applications. So it was an exciting opportunity for us to take this down to Costa Rica. Well, David, just to give the audience an idea of what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the process of starting up a manufacturing facility in Costa Rica because you've you've just gone through that. And you know what we hope that you'll be able to do is provide some information that'll be uh, instructive for for people that are considering doing the same thing. But first of all, before we get into the actual process, what factors led Brisk Heat to choose Costa Rica over other existing options? So when we were looking at uh, new production facilities, we went back to the fact that we have our facility here in Columbus, and then we have our manufacturing facilities in Vietnam that we started about 10 years ago. And one of the things that really drove us to look at Costa Rica was our new parent company, uh, Neba, actually guided us to improve our business continuity. And by doing that, we wanted to find a location somewhere in North America or Latin America to better supply our North American market. So we looked at Costa Rica and we looked at several other Latin America areas and we landed in Costa Rica because it was very easy to get to both North and South America. But it was also, they had an excellent readily available skilled labor force. And that was very um, you know, promising for us as we're moving into a new country. Well, you know, another thing that uh, I wonder if you looked at as far as uh, Costa Rica, there's a lot of free trade agreements with uh, uh, which you're able to export your goods to a number of different countries. Costa Rica obviously has got its political stability. But in addition to those things, what led your company to choose the Green Park Free Zone as, a, as out of all the other options that are available to you in Costa Rica? So when we were originally contacted by Green Park as a free trade zone to go into, uh, they were one of the few parks that actually provided us an opportunity to not just take an existing building and retrofit it to our needs, they were actually able to be cost competitive and build an entire facility for us and move into that upfitted exactly how we needed it. But an extra bonus was because that was going to take about nine months, we were able to move into one of their buildings that they had on site 
and start production earlier, which is very critical for us because our training process can take up to a year to get fully invested. Well, what has been the uh, experience as far as starting up? Um, you know, was it was it smooth? Did you hit any snags? Maybe you could elaborate on that. Yeah. Uh, so every company uh, probably will go through this. You can plan all you want, but you're always going to hit a snag. Um, so Green Park has definitely been one of those that has made everything extremely easy from a building and an outfit standpoint. But then some of the unexpected things we had occur was um, going through the environmental permit process, uh, determining exactly how imports and exports work for Costa Rica through the U.S. And then with a free trade zone, which was something we were new to, was working with Procomer. Um, but in order for us to kind of really get through a lot of those unexpected surprises, we were able to partner with excellent companies like Cindy, Seal and Seal, and a bunch of other companies um, to really fine tune what we needed to do and get answers very quickly. So now what was it like in going through the process of environmental permitting, dealing with import and export issues with Procomer? Um how 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 was the how were those organizations uh, as far as addressing your needs? Well, yeah, definitely that was something new for us. Um, so since we didn't have any boots on the ground, everything was still running through the U.S. We were able to partner with some local companies like Cindy, who is excellent at bringing companies into Costa Rica, and also we were able to partner with Seal and Seal, who knows a lot about the environmental permitting, um, and then. We worked directly with Procomer to do it on uh, virtual training. And all of that was extremely helpful for us to work through a lot of our bumps and snags as we went through the process. So tell us about, you mentioned uh, the readily available labor force. Can you tell us what your hiring process uh, was like for getting the workers that you needed to start up the operation? Yeah, um, so Brisk Heat has a very rigorous uh, training program. So for us, finding excellent candidates is very crucial. So we were able to actually partner with a lot of local municipalities and a lot of um, local networks like the ENA Institution, the National Institute for Ed, um, to place job applications everywhere. Then we were able to get very talented, very skilled employees right out the gate. We we're able to pick up our training very quickly, and now we're producing product. Well, how was the training process? Was it was it something that uh, was formulated in the home office and then you transferred it down to your Costa Rican facility? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So we've had a training process that we use as our template when we moved into Vietnam. Uh, during that time frame from about 10 years ago to now, we've been able to fine tune that. And then we actually had some of our U.S. representatives go down and do on-site training. So we here at Briskeet in the U.S., we have multiple nationalities covered all across our building. So we were fortunate enough to have a Spanish-speaking manufacturing manager that was able to go down and support them and teach them everything very quickly in their native language. Just out of curiosity, I know this is not one of the things we discussed up front, but how much time did you spend in, in Costa Rica personally? So right now it comes and goes. I go down about 
once a month, once every six weeks for about a week at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, The big benefit that we have is we like to let the local representatives actually run and manage everything. And we just provide them the tools that they need. So we don't try to spend tons of time down there unless they really need us to help support something. Now, I know that listeners are going to be very interested in this. Um, What advice would you give others that are contemplating starting up an operation in Costa Rica? That is excellent. Uh, As every company knows, you're going to have up and downs. So partnering with the right people is definitely one of the best things you can do. So I recommend working with Cindy to go through all the paperwork and documentation to get into the country. And then from there, they can help you connect to the right legal teams and review free trade zones and then get you in contact with Procomer and set up those training classes so you can learn a lot ahead of time. So that way you're not really surprised later. So definitely utilize the resources that Costa Rica provides. They're at no charge for Cindy's um, resources. So I would definitely say utilize everything you can from them. What about a legal team? Did you have legal support? Yes, uh, we actually partnered with BLP and they've been excellent every day. I keep giving them more and more stuff. And so far they still respond and say that everything's going great. So, And then advice in choosing a free trade zone partner, what would you say is important to look at? For us, the partnership that we've been able to develop with Green Park and all of the staff is very critical. We've been able to work very closely with them. And we've noticed that they want us to succeed just as much as we want to succeed. So by doing that, we know that that partnership has been formed. So definitely find a free trade zone that you feel confident with and you know that they want your success just as much as you do. And what else would you recommend in terms of uh, training classes that it might be available to people in the position of starting up operations? Definitely look through ProComer's website. If you're looking at anything in Free Trade Zone, they have lots of resources. Talk to the Free Trade Zone that you're looking at going into because they probably have different people they can connect you with, whether it's contractors, vendors, um, anything like that. Utilize any resource that you can get from Bochromer, your Free Trade Zone, Cindy, anything. And I would add to that the Central American Group's blog We have lots of information about business in Costa Rica that people can take advantage of. When did you begin operations uh, truly in in Costa Rica? So that's a a fun question. We actually hired our first employee back in September of 22. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, our training process is approximately a year to get any one of our cloth assembly uh, associates trained up to be able to produce high-scale jackets. Uh, So we hired our first production associates in December. We were able to streamline their uh, training process and actually produced and shipped our first product in May of this year. So that's been excellent for us. Wow. Uh, My understanding is uh, in January, when the operations are at uh, full capacity, you're going to have an inauguration of the facility. Is Is that true what I've heard? Yeah, we're planning to do our grand opening ceremony towards the end of January next year. Uh, We'll be at approximately a third of our planned staff capacity because we can only bring on so much so quick. 
but we're definitely planning to get to full capacity by the end of 2026 and be able to provide up around 700 jobs to the local area. Well, I'm sure that that'll uh, go very well with the locals. Um, um, as far as this is another thing that people ask us um, quite often is what is was your, was your experience uh, in finding the people that you need to be bilingual? Were they available to you? So we actually partnered with a um, an employment agency, uh, Doris Peters. They were excellent at going out and seeking candidates for us for our our high level positions, our senior staff. And then from there, we were able to go through a couple candidates and we found excellent bilingual candidates. Um, a lot of our other positions, we've, we don't require bilingual, but we're seeing that there's a lot of people that are able to speak both Spanish and English. And uh, I'm in the process of learning Spanish. That way I can hopefully help them out a little bit more while I'm there. So it's been excellent to have a vast pool of both bilingual uh, candidates all over the place. Well, David, this has been an interesting uh, discussion, and it's a topic that uh, I'm sure is going to be of interest to a lot of our listeners. Typically, when we speak with somebody that has the expertise that you have, we we like to ask them if they would be available for perhaps uh, for answering questions from any of our listeners. Would that be something you'd be willing to do? Uh, I'd be open to emails. Uh, I, obviously, I'm traveling a lot, so phones don't always work for me. But emails, I tend to respond pretty quick. Okay, so. David, if you could tell us your email, and I'll make sure that it's in the transcript portion of the podcast, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, uh, so my email is D as in David, hard, H-A-R-D, at brisk heat.com. Well, David, it's been a pleasure talking with you and hopefully we'll meet each other in person uh, this coming January in Costa Rica. Sounds excellent. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Sign up to receive the Central American Group's quarterly newsletter by visiting www.thecentralamericangroup.com.